Hey guys, we're back after a couple week hiatus. We're going to be talking about the Rocket Mortgage Classic from last week. Uh, Cam Davis gets his first win, guy we've been on for quite a while. Uh, we'll talk about the John Deere Classic, uh, a usual birdie fest out in Iowa. Um, last tournament before the Open Championship, which is the final major of the season. Um, so a good couple weeks ahead. Um, and we'll be excited to break it all down once again. Before we get to the pod, I want to talk to you about the Three Rivers Golf Tour. This week is the Battle at the Bend presented by Exquisite Energy at a Riverbend Golf Course. Uh, should be a really good tournament. Uh, Riverbend is in great shape. Uh, just played it myself recently. The deadline is Thursday at 6 o'clock for sign-up for either the gross division or the net division. Uh, get in if you want to have some good competition this weekend at Riverbend. Great golf course. Tom Botteron's done a great job with that facility. Uh, maybe the best greens in the city, some might say. Uh, so, let's get to the review of the Racket Mortgage and previewing the John Deere. Welcome to your best bets. Coming back from a two-week hiatus, and a lot has happened in the world of golf in that time. We've got John Rahm as a new major champion. Uh, we've got back-to-back uh, -back playoffs at the Travelers and this last week of the Rocket Mortgage. We'll talk more about the Rocket Mortgage upcoming, and we'll preview the Midsummer Classic at the John Deere. Um, been a bit busy on on my side of the fence here a lot of a lot of little league baseball which has now come to a close and uh we're, we're ready to close out the summer with a, a lot of important golf tournaments to talk about uh joining me for the first time in a, a good month is johnny strauser he's back welcome back johnny thank you good to be back after that little summer break that we took here and uh hopefully hopefully everybody uh was successful here without us here and uh, got got a couple weeks here where I you know I think you'd agree where we could we were kind of struggling before the uh, um, as the you know before the break here and I think uh, you know, got 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 some uh, good ideas here to get recharged to make some good picks here coming up. We we both had a little bit of success in the the last three weeks. Um, I, I had some success with Cam Davis. I know you had a piece of him as well. Uh, you had some really nice U.S. Open picks, uh, which we did we did post out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you had a really really solid week of picking there. Um, so we'll see what we can do this week with the John Deere. Uh, first, let's talk about the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, a first-time winner in Cameron Davis. Uh, I, I know we've mentioned that guy several times uh, in the last six, seven months. Uh, I, I I liked him going into this week based off of just the golf course fit. You know, you talk about a guy that's sort of in the Bryson mold of a, a, a bomber, very good ball striker. His weakness is, I would say, around the greens. Um, um but again, if 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 you're having to to fall back on on a your game that's you know around the green in a week like this, you're not going to win anyways. And uh, funny enough, 
uh, you know, a hold bunker shot on the seven on the seventy first hole of the tournament for him probably, I mean, really helps him get in the playoff anyways. Uh, really talented Australian. I think he's twenty six. Um, I expect a lot more from him. What were your thoughts on Cam Davis and the Rocket Mortgage? Yeah, I mean that that was a good pick. I know you've been on him um, as a um, as as kind of a long shot bet here for for several weeks and. I think his game his game was on pretty uh, pretty good display there and yeah he hits it long hits his irons really really well and you know just looking at his strokes game numbers across the board um, he he's pretty good other than the uh, the around the green stat um, even a pretty good putter at that but you know mm-hmm. it was it's one of those things that uh, you know probably playing a lot over. In Australia, not getting um, a ton of the, the the American Junior Golf type, uh, you know, exposure as a young kid, it probably took him a little bit longer to to put all this together. But I mean, certainly, certainly, really, really talented. And you know, Detroit Golf Club is a one where that is the type of of play that you can really, really uh, have a lot of success in. Hitting it long, hitting it down the fairway. Um, it's got those uh, those those tough greens there, and, and getting it on the green. Um, in those right quadrants and, and sections, and um, I was very, very impressed that that, uh, that he was able to, to to put it together. I mean, I think he started what is like a at least a hundred to one odds to start. Yep. I don't. I, I didn't get on him at first, and then I was talking to you about it. And you mentioned him, and he was. I think he played good on Friday, and you you were like get in on him, and he was still sitting at uh, uh, was it forty five to one? I think uh, sometime on Friday there, and. Yes, I jumped in on him on a little bit, and I know you you doubled down on him there, and uh, and you know he he turned out and played played really really good. But he's one of those um, you know those Aussie players that he didn't hasn't gotten yet a lot of fanfare, but you know be one of those things that he's probably in his late twenties going to be coming into his own. And you know, as a PGA Tour winner now, he's definitely a force. Maybe not week in and week out yet, but definitely a force to be reckoned with. I, I, we like to talk about what the what the ceiling on certain players are. I, I think he's got top twenty, top twenty five ceiling. Uh, a great golf swing. Um, it, it just fits the mold of the modern player. Um, when he's striking it well and he's putting it well, he's going to have weeks where he contends. Uh, I think more and more. And you mentioned sort of his progression. He, you know, he was on the McKenzie Tour for a while, got on the Corn Ferry Tour, made it through the finals, um, and then started to surface on, on, on a few PJ Tour tournaments last year and earlier in the 2021 season. I think it was the Sony. He he flashed and even go back to last year at the. Uh, uh, in the playoff event, the uh, at Boston where DJ shot 30 under, he I think he was halfway you know in the mix there. Um, so we've just started to see his name a lot more, um, and, and he just seems to have a huge amount of upside. And if he can, you know, kind of tinker or, or not tinker, but improve with uh, you know some of the stuff around the greens, I think he could become uh, you know it's really solid all around player. Um, I I. I so yeah, I did get in on him uh, at the hundred to one mark. I think some books had him one hundred and twenty five um, to start the week, wow. and then uh, yeah. So um, and yeah, I doubled down at forty five to one midway, or not, I think it was prior to a second round is when I mentioned that to you that I, I just liked where he sat, and uh, um, so doubled down. Um, so yeah, it was a great week for us. Um, 
I did I did happen to snatch the first round leader that I've been just searching for for a good year, uh, Davis Thompson. So I had I had two hundred to one uh, hits this week, which I'm sure won't ever happen again. Um, but it was much needed. Um, it's it's been a bit dry since uh, well March April for me. Um, I did think it was Joaquin Neiman's tournament to lose, uh, going even back to Friday. It just felt like he was in position every round. Um, I thought it was his tournament even as late as eight, the, the 72nd hole. Um, he birdied 16, birdied 17, didn't make a bogey all week, and there he has about a 15-footer uh, to win the tournament on the 72nd hole, and he misses, gets to the playoff hole, and finally makes a bogey. Uh, it's got to be pretty discouraging uh, to play that well and make basically no mistakes and, and not win. But I think Neiman is overlooked uh, because he's been on tour for three, four years now, and he's only 22, still younger than guys like Morikawa, um, younger than I, I know guys like Cam Champ. I think he's about the same age as Wolf, um, probably younger than Hovland as well. Um, but Neiman seems to be really rounded into shape. Um, his putting has improved. Um, again, he just seems like the guy, a guy that's ascending to a top 10, top 10, 15 player to me. Yeah, he he seems like he's been been around for, not forever, but it's like he, he seems like he's a, he's almost yeah. in that veteran status. And, and I don't know if, if anybody caught what you said. He made, in four rounds of golf, 72 holes, he made zero bogeys the entire week. I mean, that's, that's, that's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal, especially with those greens as, as tough as they are. Because, I mean, you could easily three-putt those. And if you miss greens, it's, it's not the easiest to get up and down around the Detroit Golf Club like that. But zero bogeys. And, of course, he makes one bogey all week long, and that's the first playoff hole, um, and ends up knocking himself out of the playoff there. So, I mean, that type of – I don't know if, how many times I've ever heard that. I mean, you hear guys going, you know, 30 holes, 35 holes, you know, something like that without a bogey. He went the entire tournament without making a bogey um, up until the playoff there. But but anyways, um, as far as his game, yeah, I, I think he, he's – He's to the point, though, where you know the results are going to have to start showing a little bit more consistently, but I think he's become a better putter, um, and he's always been a pretty good ball striker. Um, but that stuff is going to come around. Um, I know he's friends with like Sergio Garcia, um, you know, who's a you know quite the veteran on tour, so he's learned the you know the ins and outs of of the tour pro life, and um, he's had some close close calls there, and it, it's just a matter of time. But he's going to be a guy who's generally going to make the tour championship which is your top 30 um i could see that being as a as an almost yearly thing for for quite a long stretch there and he's going to win his fair share of tournaments it's just a matter of you know getting to that point man what what a mentor to have well <laughs> you know and 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 i almost i almost paused uh, on saying that but i mean really he sergio's been out here for a hundred years so I know he's a, he can be a baby when it comes to a lot of things, but him being a, a, um, a young prodigy golfer and playing on the world scene, you know, playing some of the Euro Tour and, and you know, uh, playing a lot of the, the events nationwide, or I'm sorry, worldwide, you know, he, he's going to learn from them there. But, yeah, I, hopefully he, he doesn't take everything from him. But as far as having a guy like that, showing him the, the life of, you know, how to be successful on tour, I mean, 
Sergio's had a pretty good career. It's I think it's definitely been underachieving, but that's a that's a conversation probably for a different different show. But oh, you know, yeah. I actually I actually like that idea of a show most most disappointing PGA Tour career based on potential. I, I think there's something there that we could do. Um, and and all jokes aside, yes. So Sergio's had an amazing career, um, and he has matured. I think um, enough to show the guy, a young guy, the ropes, you know, as long as he doesn't show him how to behave in a bunker, um, you know, then, you know, and I, I need to say he's pretty much my doppelganger Sergio is. So I should probably take it easy on him, I guess. Um, yes. Yes. I you mean, have been mistaken or, or something. Right. For but, several times. So congrats on that. Yeah. Yeah, me and Serge. Um, and what else from the Rocket Mortgage besides, before we get to Bryson, uh, I thought Kokrak was going to make a run. I mean, it, it's one of those tournaments where on Sunday it looks like four or five different guys could win. You know, I thought Troy Merritt was going to steal it because I trusted him most with the putter, you know. Um, and... It, even even up until like the seventy first hole, I thought my guy Hank Lebiota was gonna pull it off. And uh, by the way, back to back weeks, top tens on Hank. Um, you know, you just keep taking that to the bank with that guy. He's he's playing so well. Um, so I don't know any thoughts on any of these guys before we talk about Bryson. No, I mean I, I'm not surprised at any of these guys. When when you have a field like like this, it's it's always. It's always tough to find guys. You're going to find these type of players that are going to win these events a lot because, you know, it's definitely with the, the diluted field there. But, I mean, you, you just look at them. A lot of them, it, this golf course would would fit for them. And, and a lot of it was about, like you said, hitting it down the fairway, long and down the fairway, and then and then making putts. And those guys who got on those runs and shot those those low rounds, I know there was some 63s and 64s on Sunday. Um, Kazire, um, Bubba shot a good round. Norin played well. Um, it's just because they were getting on the right side of those greens there and, and, and making putts. And, I mean, don't really have much else. I mean, yeah. I'm going to end it there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're so out of practice, we can barely even talk. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Um, I, I, I'm just excited that uh, to finally get get a win again and uh, kind of feel reju- rejuvenated to get to get going back in, in the right direction here with some wins. Um, and we have a, another week ahead of us that's that's that looks a lot like uh what we saw at rocket mortgage which will be a birdie fest and we'll talk about that in a second uh bryson um i you know like i've said this before so this months ago it just the content never stops it can be an off week where he doesn't play it could be a week where he's favored and everything sets up for him to potentially contend and win and defend his title and, and then something like this happens where um his cutty his cutty his caddy jesus um tim tucker <laughs> i know what the hell um tim tucker's caddy uh they parted ways i i don't know if it was technically wednesday night or thursday morning regardless it was very very close to the start of the tournament and uh 
I mean, I saw videos come out as, as late as Wednesday afternoon with them together. And, uh, I was really surprised. And as soon as I, as soon as I heard that I, I had a larger bet on Bryson, of course. And I, I, I just felt very uncertain, like about how he was going to play. Um, and, and this tournament aside, how is this going to affect Bryson in the short term? And where does he go to find a replacement for Tucker, who kind of seemed to be the guy that Bryson relied on, even if it was not for advice, more of reassurance of what he was doing was working. This is to me, this is a really big deal because, because of the kind of guy that, that Bryson is. I mean, I cannot imagine he is he is at all easy or or whatever to work for. And you know these late night practice sessions. A lot of times, if if uh, you know if you're an avid golf channel watcher, they'll show videos of him and they'll have the the the, the stadium lights on on the driving range if he has, if he's got a late tee <laughs> time because he's he's hitting balls and and you know. And then the the stuff that uh, I'm sure that he asks of his caddy, you know the the way the way he you know walks through the the golf shots and everything, and and Bryson is he's quickened up quite a bit in the last couple of years, but before that is actually kind of before he bulked up, he was so slow because they would look at yeah. at every little thing, and, and the, his caddy was so good at providing that information and calculating that information for him. I mean this. This is pretty. Uh, if I was a bright, you know, Bryson fan and expecting him to to play well here coming up, um, I'd be a little bit. Uh, I'd be a little bit concerned on how he's going to be able to adjust to it. I mean, he'll he'll have his own guys, but I mean, he he that'll, that'll caddy for him in the meantime till he he picks a full time looper. But um, it, it's it, it's going to be an interesting thing going forward because. Just the just what he expects and demands is so different than what I think just what a normal tour caddy provides that uh, it would be it's going to be tough to work for him and it's going to be tough to satisfy Bryson for him to have the right kind of caddy. Now, with that being said, I I don't think his game translates worth worth anything towards the Open Championship. So in the next several weeks, I, you know, for me. It, maybe the Olympics would be the next thing that, that's going to make a difference as far as what, you know, the next time I would bet him, but going forward though, I mean, that's, that's uh it's going to be a change. Um, players do change their caddies, not quite a bit, but they do change them and there are adjustments and everything, but him being the weird quirky uh, person that he is. I mean, I, I just, it's going to be hard to find a, a match personality wise that that uh, can also want to put in that type of of work that uh, that Bryson's going to end up demanding. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think you said it pretty well. I I'll be interested if to see if he heads the route or goes the route of um, a buddy. You know, um, he's got a lot of he's got a, he's got a quite a entourage of of boys um, uh, <laughs> that he could put on the bag. Uh, kind of the Rory McIlroy route um, with his with his guy Harry, and he seems mm-hmm. to have mold, you know molded himself into a pretty decent caddy. Uh, the DJ route, getting his brother, who's you know you can say whatever you want about Austin, he seems to uh, be the nice compliment for DJ. So will he go that route, or will he go the route of a, a true professional caddy? 
Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. I, it's not a job that I would want. You mentioned the late night range sessions where he's busting balls till 10 o'clock and under the lights. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's doesn't seem to be an easy job for sure. It's, you know, um, I look at guys like, you know, a guy like Max Homa, who would be fun as hell to caddy for, um, you know, I know he's got, uh, seems to be a pretty good friend of his mm-hmm. on the bag, but, um, you know, I, I, I would just think, uh, like most caddies would want to, you know, enjoy their time out there. Um, of course it helps to be on a good player's bag, but I, I it's going to be a labor intensive job, no matter who that's going to be. Um, and, and I'm interested to see if Bryson's going to take more responsibility in, you know, some of the numbers and, and, you know, kind of like Rory has and more responsibility for, for what happens out there and, and less relying on the caddy. Um, we'll see. Um, so John Deere classic, um, TPC deer run. It, like I said, this is usually a birdie fest. Um, I think I saw, uh, according to Justin Ray, um, there's my dogs. Um, <laughs> Uh, according to Justin Ray, the last, I think last 10 winners of this tournament have been 18 under or better. Um, so expect a similar scoring output to what we had at Rackham Mortgage, probably close to 20 under, um, wasn't played last year due to COVID. And, uh, so technically the defending champion is Dylan Fratelli, which, mm-hmm. uh, just sounds weird to say out loud. Um. This has been the Steve Stricker, Zach Johnson Invitational. Historically, Stricker won three in a row here. I think 09 through 11, Zach Johnson has played um, this tournament so well. Um, he's also on the tournament board of directors. So way to go, Zach. Um, mm. he, he also had one of my all-time favorite moments of not just the John Deere, but in just PGA Tour history when that, that boat had the uh, – um, like the explosion on the river. Do you remember that when Zach was like right by, right by the river on the green and he jumped? I remember that, that I forgot that was at this event. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know why I remember that. And I don't know why it makes me happy, but I'll go back every once in a while and I'll just, I'll YouTube that shit. And I just, I don't know why I just love it. Um, And we'll talk more about Zach Johnson. He's actually pretty high in the odds. Shockingly. Um, uh, so uh, talking about this tournament, there's, there's not necessarily a real course fit. I think you just got to make birdies. Um, doesn't necessarily favor bombers. Um, who else is one here? Ryan Moore, Brian Harmon, uh, Michael Kim, Jordan Spieth Spieth got his first win here. Um, so I think what Johnny, what I'm doing this week is, um, I I'm looking at opportunities gained. One of my favorite stats is, um, uh, basically looking at opportunities, birdies opportunities within 15 feet. Um, I'm looking at the last 24 rounds. I'm also looking at birdies, total birdies gains. Those are my two stat categories that I'm looking at. Um, what do you got? Yeah. Um, you, you've, you've described it just how I've seen, I've heard any, any analyst, any better describe it. It's got big wide fairways. Um, it's, it's long, but it's not PGA Tour long. Um, and it's got bent grass greens that roll roll really, really good. So you're not looking for guys that hit the ball long. Uh, you don't, you know, the Cameron Davis guys who hit it a mile. Um, 
they, they'll they'll play well, but everybody's going to basically be hitting from the fairway uh, who w- wins this golf event. And there's no premium to do that. So I'm going to be looking at uh, um, I'm going to look at at the uh, strokes gain tee to green. I'm going to be looking at the birdie numbers, and if, and you just need guys that that make putts. This is one week that a guy who uh, you know who who puts really really great is is going to be a guy that's going to win. I mean, if you got anybody that uh, that's average on it, um, you know, you can't convert those birdie opportunities, then you can forget about it. I know we talk about good putters are going to win events, but this is one that uh, um, statistically, historically, and look at the guys who you just mentioned. I mean, Steve Stricker, one of the great putters of all time. Zach Johnson uh, always has a good short game. Jordan Spieth, uh, great clutch putter. You know, just guys like that that uh, that put the ball well. So we're gonna, we're going to focus less on on distance. We're going to see guys that uh, that can hit their hit good iron shots and um, you know and make the putts accordingly. It's a rough field. Uh, again, it's it's a real rough field. It, it seemed like even three or four years ago, there was some pretty decent names in this tournament. Um, you know, um, and the whole thing was, uh, you know, oh, the you know they got to get on the charter for the uh, the open and, and yes, and that's just a, that was always such a big storyline, which is kind of funny to me. It was it was like yeah, John Deere would actually have a charter flight on Sunday evenings and it was free to the players and that was to to entice them to play in the John Deere they would tell them you get a free flight over to the Open Championship so it was obviously saving them a couple thousand bucks but that was like that was like the biggest deal ever and right and now nowadays this yeah this field is is not, again not great you know with so many other good events though just worldwide during the entire year it's just it's it's one of those ones that, that that these guys can skip out, and a lot of times what they'll I think what they've done is they they'll skip out on Detroit and skip out on John Deere, and then prepare themselves for the Open Championship. And you could tell we'll we'll briefly mention it at the end, but they've got the uh, the the Irish Open was last week, which is becoming a bigger event on the European Tour. The Scottish Open, which is a pretty huge event and has a great field this week, um, a lot of them are going over there to get ready for the Open Championship. Yeah, that's 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 really the tournament. That's like a it's a legitimately awesome uh, field yeah. and, and tournament this week. Uh, we'll touch on that. Um, so we got Dana Berger. Um, he is the favorite at plus one thousand on DraftKings. Uh, Berger did win at Pebble. He finished pretty nicely at the U.S. Open. I don't think he played Travelers. I don't think he did. Um, but he's the favorite at uh, plus one thousand. Uh, Brian Harmon, unbelievable. Brian Harmon is plus fourteen hundred to win this golf tournament. Sanjay M at fourteen hundred. Uh, Russ Henley at eighteen, and then Streelman, Cam Davis, and Alexander Norin are the guys under thirty to one. Um, I have only one guy I like here. Uh, do you have anyone that you are going to be targeting? First, I can't believe these numbers. You know, we always talk about we always, especially the top like five, six, seven, eight guys. You know, we look at you see they're always big names at these really, really short odds because the field is weak. You're gonna have to if you like a guy up here, you're you're not gonna get great value. But if you think they're gonna win, you just gotta bite the bullet. Yeah. Um, yep. 
I mean, other other than Davis, just because it's hard to win two weeks in a row, and I still got to think he's on that high, I don't mind any of them. Russ Henley, though, he's about to break through, I think, one of these weeks and win an event, and really probably could have, would have, should have definitely won that uh, one at Travelers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to think that he's going to take some good play into – that event there don't love him at um, anything under plus 2000 but considering this this event here i i, I would i'll probably have to bite the bullet and and go uh, do the the plus 1800 on on henley even though he's traditionally not the greatest of putters um but he is kind of playing pretty well the other guys like Berger Harmon, m played well last week and uh streelman always plays the course well and norn I don't mind those guys, but I'll probably, if I do any of them, it'll be top 10, top 20, and really not to, not much on them because their payout wouldn't be that good. Russell Henley with the good back-to-back weeks at the U.S. Open where he played in the final group, and uh, he played well at the Travelers. He really faded the last few holes of the tournament, but he gained seven shots on approach at the U.S. Open, and he gained three and a half on approach at the Travelers. Um, so yeah, he's definitely striking it well. Um, I'm looking at, um, Kevin Streelman. Um, he's, I was, I was disappointed in his performance at, uh, Travelers, um, where he kind of got out to a nice start and then he, he tailed off and missed the cut. But prior to that, um, his prior five starts, he finished 25th or better in each of the five starts, including two majors where he finished top 15. Um, and he also rates out really well in the, the stat that I was talking about earlier, and that's opportunities gained. He is first in this field the last 24 rounds, opportunities gained. So giving himself really a lot of good looks at birdie, um, uh, 20th in birdies gained. So I guess of, the, of this group, I'd probably go Streelman at plus 2,500 um, based on the number. Um, you know, He's kind of a similar player to me as Brian Harmon. Um, and it's it's almost double the odds of Harmon, who doesn't win much. And um, by the way, Berger, I actually don't mind. I don't. I wouldn't hate it if you took Berger um, at a plus one thousand. You know, I we always talk about him as being one of these guys that is, um, uh, you know, probably thinks thinks he's one of the you know top ten, top five guys in the world, even though he's not. But I think it's a good chance for him to. You know, put the hammer down, and he is the most talented, best player in this field. Let's see if he can get it done. But I don't, I don't hate the number there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next group, and I am, I, I, you know, I did the foreshadowing earlier, but Zach Johnson, um, he's thirty-three to one to win this golf tournament, and uh, he has, I think he's only won once. I'm gonna check that. Um, but he he goes off at thirty three to one, and he has only had one top ten in twenty 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 one, and that was at the Honda Classic. Next group, Zach Johnson is thirty three to one. Si Wu at thirty three to one as well, um, and then we got a slew of guys that are forty or forty five to one: Lucas Glover, Mav McNeely, Troy Merritt, uh, Kevin Na, Seamus Power. Aaron Wise, Patton Kazire, Steve Stricker. Um, any interest for you, Johnny, in 
the two horses for the course here, Zach Johnson or Steve Stricker? I I, I don't like him as win bets. It's just hard to see Zach Johnson winning. And Steve Stricker, we're not even going to talk about him him winning an event there. I think he's... Why not? That, that, why not? Why? Yeah, why? Because he's he's not going to win this event. I know he played... I know he just, what, did he just win at Firestone. Yeah, he's playing great. Um, he's playing great. Wait, wait, wait. Playing good golf, but man, these guys these guys will run laps around him. Now, at plus three fifty at a top ten bet, uh for for Stricker, I, I really like it. Um maybe I don't even know about a first round lead, because I don't know if he if he's gonna go out and shoot sixty two or anything. But Zach and, and and Stricker, I do like them to finish top ten or top twenty. I could see them um working their way into that, but I just I can't trust either one of them to, to close out and win an event uh, on the PGA Tour. I mean, you? You you sound like you're... <laughs> I, you, you'd consider it at least? I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yes. holding the gun to your head right now, but, I mean, well, you'd actually bet them to win? Well, it's no secret that I, I'll, I'll take a few more chances than you will usually. Um, I, I mean, yeah, Stricker's, what, is he like 53? Some early 50s, yeah, 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 at least 51, 52. I mean, he's playing great golf. I mean, distance is not an issue here. He's still one, he's still a great putter. Um, I mean, am I gonna be nervous that he can't beat Lucas Glover or you know, Russell Henley over four rounds? I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, if, if there's a tournament where he's gonna pop up and, and be, in, be in the mix on a Sunday, it's it's this is the one. Um, this is the one, yeah, yeah. This is the one. I I would agree, like if anything. And he did contend. What was it at uh, uh, Waste Management? Stricker did. He played early this. Was oh, it early yeah. this year? That was that was the uh, the Jordan Spieth sixty whatever it was or sixty. Oh, you're right. He, um, okay, I do have it. Stricker he, was he finished fourth. Was like, yeah, he finished. Yeah, fourth. Stricker was. So I mean, I could see him him doing it, and that, and and that was his. I'm not maybe not as good as he can play, but that was pretty pretty darn close. And yeah, that was a top top five finish. It's just if you gave me if you gave me him maybe at I'd have to go almost double that. Okay. I mean, we'd have to be talking closer to hundred to one odds. Then I could see some value, but okay. I think it's just him actually finishing out and winning an event over fifty years old. Anybody, I mean. Phil Mickelson, you know, just any of these guys winning an event like that on the PGA Tour is just is so tough. And I could, I'm, I'm all for betting him uh, this week. And actually, I was going to uh, probably make him one of the best bets there um, in some capacity. It's just whatever you feel comfortable with. But th- I mean, he, this guy would, this guy would just show up to the golf course Thursday morning for multiple years and then just win the damn thing. I mean. He knows it. He's comfortable with it. And I've always talked about guys who have good track records. They see these golf courses and go out and play it. I think he's going to do it. But, I mean, to shoot 20, 20 21, 22 under par is just a big ask um, to win a PGA Tour event right now. That's fair. I I just needed to play devil's advocate there. I don't I don't know if I will bet him to win, but I I yeah. I, I just think you know his current form and in this field, it's I don't think he should be you know totally passed over. Was my point. Um, I actually don't yeah. I don't hate Zach. 
Um, it's a it's a really ridiculous number when you think about it. It was I think his last win was the 2015 Open. Am I if, if mm-hmm. I think that's correct? Um, so to put him at equal odds at Siwoo Kim, uh, who won this year and is just playing better golf, is is a little ludicrous. But Zach did gain. Um, a lot and I, I don't know why i'm going first name basis with him um but um he you got this thing with him it's I just, do. It's always I do. been this thing i do um he did gain four and a half shots on approach at travelers he finished 25th there he actually lost strokes putting I, I would think that would be something that could flip if he could continue hitting his short iron as well so i i think for a top 10 um plus 335 for zach johnson is a really really good bet this week um but i like siwoo a lot um at plus 3,300, I, I just think he is, um, you know, he's not, his, his finishing position hasn't been great lately, but um, he's been making cuts. Um, top 10 Memorial made the cut at U.S. Open, gaining shots on approach. He's top 20 in both opportunities gained and birdies gained. Um, so Siwoo for me uh, as a win bet uh, is probably going to be almost an automatic I like that. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good bet because he's a guy that he, he he fits the mold of this golf course, and he's he's one of those guys that can just like play like garbage for several weeks and he kind of figures it out and then then he'll just win an event, you know, or play really really well or have a good stretch. So I can see that. And then I mean I think he wants to be in pretty good form. He is him and uh, who's the other guy? Sunjay, Sunjay M. The, yeah. They're both skipping the uh, the Open Championship actually to prepare for the Olympics. I think it's a great. Um, I think it's a smart call. I think it's a fantastic call because I don't know if an Open Championship would get them uh, get them out of their military um, duties there, but they have a better chance at winning or meddling in um, in the Olympics than they would the Open right. Championship because it's just the weather and it's just the courses are just different. Than, than you know typical American golf. So, but yeah, I could see uh, Siwoo, um, you know, working to get his game in form for the Tokyo Olympics. There, um, two guys I did want to mention in this group that I, that I do like, uh, Troy Merritt. I mean, he played great last week here. Um, plus four thousand, still a pretty good number. I yeah, think he's going to play well. So I don't know. I don't know if you, if you don't like him to win this this week. I mean, I think you could definitely look at him um, contending come Sunday, which generally would mean a top ten or top twenty bet. And then Patton Kazire um, shot sixty two or sixty three at Detroit Golf Club um, on Sunday to move from like seventieth up to I think in the top fifteen. And um, he's a good putter, uh, good iron player. Um, then forty-five to one odds is 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 a pretty fair number for him, I think. And, and when he uh, when he gets it going, he can he can definitely roll the ball pretty well there. So I, I don't mind this group. I don't like Zach and Stricker and Siwoo. I think there's some good value in in a lot of these guys in in uh, in this group here. So I think that's the one that I'm going to kind of focus on quite a bit here as uh, as guys that I'll choose for my bets. Uh, yeah, all the names you mentioned really are they rate out great. Uh, actually, Merritt, Merritt, and Kazire are one, two, and Birdie's gained in this field. Uh, you know, Merritt is tenth in opportunities gained. Kazire's second. Um, yeah, they. There's no reason Merritt did a lot with the putter last week, but his ball striking was just fine too. 
and uh, 4,000, uh, 4,500 for Kazire. Good numbers for sure. Um, 5,000 range, 5,000 to 7,000. It's, it's a big range, so we'll highlight a couple names here. Um, I'm just going to keep going. It's going to be my, my, my fear of missing out, Doug Gim at plus 5,000. Um, he's continually making cuts, um, but just not doing enough with the putter on the weekend. Um, Sebastian Munoz, Pat Perez, Doc Redman, Stanley, Varner, um, Vegas, all at 5,000. Lebiota, uh, Chez at 5,500. Um, and then, uh, who else we got? Tom Lewis, Charles Howe, Ryan Moore, Scott Stallings, and Richie Wawrinski, all under 7,000. Um, I think of those guys, I, I do like Kyle Stanley here um, at this golf course. Um, uh, he, great ball striker. Um, it's all about the putter with him, third in opportunities gained. And uh, he'll, he'll, he'll give himself a lot of 15-footers. It's just a matter of getting some to drop. And I'll just, you know, the Hank Lebiota thing, why not ride it? He's on a bit of a ride heater. Ride man. Yep. Ride the Hank Lebiota train. <laughs> yes, 5,500 to win, uh, five, plus 500 for top 10. Um, I got him for a top 10 last week at plus 1,100. And then the, the previous week, plus 1,600. Um, so Hank, man, he's he's getting it done. Um, but a lot of guys with with some potential in this group for sure. Um, not a, not a lot of wins lately. Um, and what do you think about Varner HV three? If if this is, if he's going to do it on the tour one of these days, this would be one of the events that uh, that he could win it at. Um, I think this would fit the type of uh, of game that he plays, and if he could get a hot putting week. Um, yeah, I, I, he's one of the names I wrote down um, on my sheet here. I don't love him, but I can easily. I think I could talk myself into into him. I mean, he still they do kind of price him a little bit aggressively. I mean, yeah. plus five thousand isn't bad, but I mean, he's a guy who can who can kind of not even come close to making the cut as well. So it's like it, it's a it's a tad aggressive, but. I don't hate it, and then, but the other good thing is, is that him in a top ten or top twenty bet is also really, really good value. But if he gets the putter going, um, you know, you could definitely look out there, and and because I think he's a good enough short iron player, and uh, he can make some birdies there. So his numbers are he's a guy he's, like he's not been playing well lately. That's the only thing I noticed last. No, and that's what uh, that's what kind of concerns me, and that's why I'm I'm I kind of question why he's at that plus five thousand because he really hasn't shown much. But I think it's it's he's a big fan favorite. People like betting him; they're rooting for him. You know, it's the fa- it's the, think, the yeah, Fowler effect. Gets, yeah, I think he gets a lot of the money. I think he gets a lot of bets, and so they can they can kind of price him that way in order to uh, uh, you know to attract those bets there. So I I, I will I'm, I'm still probably going to talk myself into seriously considering him. Um, he's a guy though that you know he he's not a, you know he's usually not a bad first round leader bet. Um, hasn't probably hasn't won many. I, I would say statistically, but I, you know, he's he's one that I can trust maybe for one round, and then you know see where he goes. And and even if he does play well, he won't shoot up the board odds wise. So you can still kind of nab him Thursday night or Friday afternoon. Um, you know, if you like where he's sitting, if his if he's making putts or if he's hitting the ball well and struggling with his putting, you know, he's a good one there. Um, 
the Kyle Stanley and Doug Gim one, I like those guys. And I know you, you've always been a Stanley fan forever. Forever. Um, but <laughs> 10 years. What's that? I said, yeah, yeah years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He, uh, but him and, and Gim though, God, if those guys could just putt a little bit more consistently, they would, uh, I would, I would love those picks. And they're such good ball strikers that it's like all you need is just a week where you know week where it works. Um, but there, uh, Stanley was actually a guy I had written down. I didn't have I didn't have Gim because that that putter does scare me. But um, yeah, another one I had written down is is Doc Redman. Yep, we've talked about him a little bit here. He had a what did he have a high finish here not too long ago? Uh, second at Palmetto. That's right, at Palmetto there. Yeah. He, strokes gained approach has been really good the last 50 rounds. Um, he actually ranks top 20 in the field in that. It, numbers across the board aren't great otherwise, but um, you know, it looks like he, he should be able to give himself some birdie chances. Um, I don't mind him on on some level if uh, on a number that you feel comfortable at. Okay. He was really a, sort, of, sort of a hot pick last week um, based off of you know what he did two years ago, I guess at Rocket Mortgage, uh, but he missed the cut, didn't play great. Um, yeah, I, I think for that range, uh, that's that's about all I like. Uh, those couple I mentioned, um, you know, I, I wouldn't hate if you went Jonathan Vegas, even though he's more of a good setup for for a bomber's course. Um, use use his length off the tee. Um, Tom Lewis flashed last week, but I don't feel confident going back to the well there. Um, you're gonna like my next one. Um, uh, starting off the plus seven thousand range. Okay. Um, Bo Hostler. Yes. He's. Been, I have him written down. Okay. Well, he's been playing. That dude. He's been playing well. Mm-hmm. He's he's clo- yeah. I think he's close. Bo Hostler is a guy like like we you know we talk about Varner. He's not. There's not a lot of places that that he's gonna win at. But Bo can putt, and if he can just hit it. If he can hit it halfway decent, uh, Bo, Bo's going to make some putts. And that's I, – 7,000 is not a bad number to throw throw a little bit on. I mean, we had – you got a 125-to-1 win last week. So, I mean, it's not out of the question. Right. But he can – he his game – this is this is his golf course of anyone that's currently on tour um, because, you know, the, the ball striking, at least off the tee – won't be as as much of a concern, but yeah, he's one of the better putters on tour, isn't he? Uh, that's what I'm looking at. I two number two in the field in strokes gained putting. Uh, okay, thirty eighth in around the greens, hundred forty third in approach. Yikes! So that's not what not great. Recently, though, I, I think I bet in the last couple of tournaments that's that's a little yeah. bit better. Um, I didn't. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. maybe it's a bit of a wishful wishful thinking, but I think you made a good point that you know some of the uh, some of the off the teeth you know metrics can be negated at a course like this, and uh, this could just be a, a approach and putting contest, uh, and you know you won't find much better in the field. Um, yep. And you could get you could get value in a, in a in a finish. You could go all the way down to top twenty, top thirty, and get. Uh, you know, get, get a pretty good number on, uh, on him right now. So I, I think that's one of the guys who hopefully we're, you know, when we talk about this next Monday, 
is a guy that we, uh, you know, we, we say had some good value. We told you about and, you know, finished high. Cause I think he really could. Who else, uh, who else do you have written down there? Well, if we look down the board here, there, a lot of these guys, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't love, um, I, I want to keep talking about Patrick Rogers, but I'm, I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm, to just I'm not going to <laughs> not talk about Rogers. I mean, there's been a couple, I think you, a couple weeks ago or something like that. Um, he had a really good ball strike day and poor putting, but he was still way up there. And I, it was just, I, I was so confident he might win last week that I, I doubled down on him and uh, oh. live because that that golf course is a perfect fit for his his style, and just bomb and gouge and make a ton of putts. That's just that's just his game. Uh, but he's just something's missing. Um, I guess something's been missing for his large amount of his professional career because he hasn't won yet, and I can't figure it out for such a just an awesome amateur player. I mean, a guy that was. Uh, I could do a whole podcast on him. A guy that was, uh, you know, he outplayed, <laughs> he outplayed Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, um, and, and Daniel Berger. These guys in college. I mean, he was the better college player, and uh, in the same class. And I, I just, I, it's it's hard to hard to figure how he hasn't made the jump uh, like he should have to to the professional, um, you know ranks like i like i thought he would but i'm gonna i still think that there's untapped potential i'll continue to to go down that road and and waste my money i will just not this yeah, just not this I, week well his, yeah not this week i, I just i i, I kind of give him a little while there the the names a little bit further down aren't nothing that totally jumps out i mean i'll jump all the way down to matthew neesmith um good iron player uh if he can make some putts i think he's strokes gained approach he's He's actually first in the field, so those guys yeah. have got have some good value down there. Not not as a win bet, but I mean, you can get them top ten at plus nine hundred, and you can look at you know you know should hopefully make the cut and then you know finish uh, if you could finish a top forty or something like that, get some plus money there. But this this uh, this grouping here, this seven thousand to about nine thousand, there's not. Not really much that's jumping out at me. I mean, did you see anybody? Um, besides Hostler, not really. Um, Substraka was a hot name last week, and he he didn't do much. Um, you know, Martin Laird, sometimes he pops. Uh, you know, he did win in the fall. Yeah, um, but, yeah, not much not much faith there. I, I, I love parts of Denny McCarthy's game. You know, he could be maybe just the best putter on tour, but his ball striking can get really, it can get really erratic. So probably not for me. Uh, Hostler, um, you know, that's that's probably the guy in that that range. What about you for hundred to one or greater? My favorite range, which by the way, it's not this uh, again. It's just like we saw it last week. We've seen it in a lot of other weeks where these guys are clearly in play. It's just finding the guys that are in decent form and are a good fit for the course. All right. We want a name here. We want a name. Brian Stewart, right? <laughs> no, nope, we're not going to go Brian Stewart. Not going to go 
Oakland University and the guy who kicked the living crap out of me for 36 holes. The good thing about that match, and I'll say I'll I'll stop talking about it forever. Maybe after this <laughs> weekly weekly update, it was a third well, was a 36 hole match. We only had to play like 27 because it was such a bad beating. So it was just one oh. of those things that we could get done. It's like here. a nine and eight. Um, one guy, and I cannot remember why I wrote him down. I just think the I, I think I read somewhere I, that he fit a lot of these metrics. I was reading a. Uh, Strokes gain centric article, um, 125 to one Satoshi Kadaira. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. A dollar will win you $125. 1200 to one top 10. I, he, I think he fit. Somebody did. It was a lot of the uh, categories that you discussed. It was the birdies. It was the strokes gain approach. It was, um, you know, a lot of those ones. And a guy came up with like, seven names or something like that and he was the highest odds ranked guy that was that was on there and i was like okay you know i could uh, that that wouldn't surprise me i mean because i mean it would a little bit but i mean it wouldn't shock me because i think he's been an okay player in the past i mean he's one of those guys that is enough to get his tour card you know whatever but yeah you know yeah that's where we're at there, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet him in some capacity. I might throw a dollar or two on him as as a win bet. Is he really likely gonna win? I mean, 125 to one. So that's that's kind of where we're at. But he fits a lot of the 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 pro um, uh, golf course um, strokes gains one there. And then also, I'm going. There's really not anything else other than my guy. Where is he at? Oh, you got a guy. Um. Well, he's just because he's my he's the local guy, uh, Willie Mack. Oh, okay, Willie um, Mack. Yep. I bet him pop top forty last week, thinking he could make the cut, move up the board, because I think he was paying out at like I don't know, it was like plus four hundred or something like that for a top forty. He did make the cut first time he's made the cut in the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um. He's a guy who's always said once he gets comfortable with uh, with where where he is at playing golf. He doesn't have to worry about where he's going to get his next meal. Whenever he, you know he's not worried where he's going to play. I I wonder if last week's made cut could project him into at least making the cut and going from there. Now I'm not. He's at five hundred to one. I'm not going to bet him to win. I'm not going to bet him to, for top ten. But I mean, he has the same top forty odds as Hunter Mahan and and Hunter Mahan. <laughs> if you've seen him late, lately, that guy looks like a goddamn tool. So I'm going to bet Willie Mack uh, in my <laughs> top 40. I just wanted to throw Hunter Mahan out there. Yeah, I guess so. Just because he looks Poor guy. terrible. You see the glasses that guy wears? Uh, is it still like the old school Oakley? Yeah, but it's just these big giant ones. Like It's like the, uh, remember Dumb and Dumber when they have like the ski mask, the ski glasses, you know, just the big huge ones? Okay, yeah. yeah. With a, with a big tall, tall lid <laughs> ping hat still like he should be kind of probably kicked off the golf course i would say but is he I, is he just is he just making fields off of like a money list exemption at this point he i think i don't know if he used it a couple years ago but i don't know how he got in i think he was actually a sponsor's invite this week i'm pretty sure he was a sponsor's invite okay Huh. And I think it's kind of where he's at right now is, is that's all he's going to get. But but anyways. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't think we'd talk about Hunter Mayhan, but you never know. I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. I apologize to the listeners for mm. um, talking about Hunter Mayhan. Uh, way down the board for me, 200 to 1. Chris Baker, the birdie maker. <laughs> Chris 
Baker. Chris Baker has made three what? three straight cuts, and he finished 26 at the U.S. Open. I don't know if anyone cared, but uh, played really well. Uh, gained a lot of putting that week, but um, you know, you know, I, I, again, at this point, you can do a lot worse at 200 to one. Um, that's that's pretty much my bomb of the week. Uh, probably a top 40 on him would be. I don't know, plus four or five hundred. I would guess something like that. Um, I don't really have anyone else uh, down this range. Actually, it's plus two seventy-five for a top forty on Baker. I think that's it. The, the lowest guy that I really love uh, is, is Hostler at plus seven thousand. I, I will. I, I have a decent feeling about him uh, this week for some reason. So, which probably means he'll miss the cut. Uh, let's talk about the Scottish Open. Scottish Open, which is probably the real tournament this week. Um, I, I had to, you mentioned to me earlier that the field was awesome and I had to check it out and it, it really is. Uh, we'll just do a couple minutes on this, but, um, a lot of guys from the tour are, um, uh, you know, playing this tournament this week, um, in preparation for the open, um, six of the top 11 players in the world. Um, it's hosted by the Renaissance club. I'll be honest. I know nothing about it. Do you know anything about this golf course? I don't know much about the golf. No, I actually I don't really know anything about the golf course. Is it link style? Um, the golf course when it it is a link style. Um, however, when the, when they said when the conditions are nice, these guys can are going to post twenty plus under. Um, when it's predicted to be uh, to be foul weather, and that's what I'm hearing that it's going to be foul weather most of the week. Uh, Bert Viesberger, I think, was eleven under when the last time it was played two years ago. So it can kind of go both ways. It's plan on though if you're going to bet this, plan on it to be um, rainy, windy uh, for a good chunk of it. So don't expect it to be uh, a huge birdie fest. And so a lot, you know, so guys you pick or guys you may like understand if they like to play in the or if they don't mind playing in the uh, in the tougher weather conditions because that's what it sounds like it's going to be a little bit. Okay. Of. Okay. Um, all right, so give me a couple names you like uh, for the Scottish Open. Okay, don't go – what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go with a lot of guys who play the uh, PGA Tour consistently. Um, John Rahm at plus 650. He could very well win this, but those odds are so short, and I don't know how invested he is in, in, in wanting to actually win the event. Um, it is a week before the Open Championship. It's hard to week, hard to win – Big time events or just any events two weeks in a row is to have your game peaking. So these guys are a lot of them are going to be working on their games, trying to get it get it going there. Names I do like uh, is Tyrrell Hatton plus eighteen hundred um, as as a winner. I think he's won six times over in Europe uh, in the past few years, so um, no stranger to winning there. And uh, he's played enough over there that the weather is it's something that he can um, you know. He'll be fine with his. He hasn't been informed because he got uh, got married recently, um, so took a few weeks off, uh, not playing. But uh, you know, he acts like uh, you know his underwear underwear is a size too tight in that, that kind of grouchy little form anyway. So weather's not gonna, I don't think, bother him too much. Um, another guy I like is Brandon Grace. Oh, um, that's that was my guy. He was your guy. That was my guy. He was your guy. Plus thirty, plus thirty three hundred, plus three hundred top ten. Um, he he's he, he plays those open championships 
pretty well. Um, real patient player. Um, he's a guy that uh, that I'm, I'm pretty big on there. And then my last one, um, and we were discussing it earlier today, is Thomas Peters. Uh, played the Irish Open last week. Used to be a fantastic player, a Ryder <laughs> Cupper. Fell off, fell off a little bit. His games, you know, he said to kind of find his game and everything like that. Led the field in strokes gained tee to green last week. So hitting the ball really, really well. Just about making some putts. Plus 6,600 for a win, plus 450 for a top 10. Uh, that, the the dude can get it done. He can win, you know. He can win on tour. So, it's it's a tough. It's going to be a really really tough event to pick. Like I said, I would kind of stay away from the American guys mostly, or the guys who play the PGA Tour all the time, just because the weather and it's their first week over there overseas. They're getting ready for the following week, but should be a good good event. Um, and you know, I'd say pick accordingly. Okay, I did like Brandon Grace. Um, everything you said, uh, great links player, has great history at the Open Championship, also has just been playing really well the last month. Uh, top 10s at the Memorial and the U.S. Open. Uh, really gained a lot on approach. Um, so-so putter, but from what it sounds like, this course, what I was just reading while you were talking, was that this course has some iffy greens. Um I like those kind of greens for bad putters that could negate. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, so combination with difficult scoring, iffy greens, uh, Grace is, I think, an excellent play. Um, I also had Martin Keimer circled. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of he's kind of finding some things over there. He finished second last week to Hovland in the Euro events. Um, I kind of, by the way, I kind of like Keimer, and I don't I. I don't even know 100% if he's in the field at the Open next week, but um, I got to check that. But if he's in the field, I kind of like him. He, We know how he likes to just pop up every now and then and win a major. Um, but Keimer in this field, 6,600. I like him this week. And my third pick, um, and, and again, no shock, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the opposite of what you said and, and say Justin Thomas. Um, uh Strokes gain approach seems to be really critical here. Um, I'll take probably the second or third best iron player at a really good number. Uh, and if again putting is negated, JT, with yep, 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 then JT will be my guy. Um, c- compared to Rama at six fifty, and you can get JT at sixteen hundred. I think that's uh, that's pretty valuable. So those are my three guys for the Scottish Open. Um, yeah, this should be uh, this should be, you know, I don't know if it'll be a fun week watching the John Deere, but it, it, it's just one of those tournaments that you kind of count on in the middle of summer. It's it's it gets you primed for the Open, um, and uh, yeah, one more week and uh, we have our last major of the season already. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll do it. We uh, we we shook off some rust here. There was a tremendous amount of rust, I think, from both of us on the pod here tonight, but, uh, we got through it and, uh, appreciate you being with us, Johnny. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. Let's, uh, let's try to be a little more consistent at this and maybe we'll, we'll be better from week yeah, to week. We might do this. We, we might, we, we could get better at this thing. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Check our picks out on Wednesday. Uh, your best bet on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, thank again. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.